Step 8. Forgive. Week 1, Day 5. Reasons Christians Forgive. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me let go of sin and hold on to you. If we are honest, sometimes we just do not want to forgive, especially someone who hurt us deeply in the past or can harm us in the future. A wrong suffered can be used poorly for many things. We can use someone's sin to build emotional walls to feel safe. We may use it to justify our own actions or as a weapon in a fight. We might use a wrong suffered to manipulate others to get what we want. We may fear that by forgiving sin, we become vulnerable, unprotected, and powerless. Fears, however, do not direct Christian forgiveness. Christians forgive because we trust and obey God. Forgiveness is God's desire. He forgave our sin and commands us to forgive sin. God wants us to hold on to Him for protection, safety, and justice, not someone else's sin. Christ came to put sin's power to death. God wants us to live free of sin's power, not to use sin's power for ourselves. Take time to answer this question. Question 1. How have you trusted sin's power or unforgiveness more than God? Scripture says that we must forgive others as God forgave us, but rarely do we fully grasp how much God forgave us. To illustrate the extent of God's forgiveness and the response it demands, in Matthew 18 verse 23 to 35, Christ told this story. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold, with his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. One talent was a huge sum of money equal to 6,000 denarii. One denarius was the usual day's wage for a worker. Therefore, a debt of one talent would take over 16 years of labor to repay. A debt of 10,000 talents could not be repaid over thousands of lifetimes of labor. With death, Jesus, your Lord, paid your debt for each sinful deed, word, and thought. He paid for sins you are aware of and for sins of which you are not aware. He did this so that God could forgive you while satisfying his perfect justice. He showed you mercy and kindness. God forgave you so that you could know his peace. You become his peacemaker by showing his love to others. Who better to show the love of the king than to those who need your forgiveness? 
We forgive others because of how much God forgave us and because it is God's desire. We forgive others to share God's work in our lives and to offer them a glimpse of God's love so that they might know His goodness too. If you remain unwilling to forgive, you remain unwilling to follow Christ. Answer this question. Question 2. Is it easy or hard to see how God forgiving all your sin is greater than you forgiving someone else's sin? Explain. Just as your own sin can cause pain and keep you distant in relationships, holding on to a person's sin against you can do the same. You can use someone else's sin against you powerfully, as a shield, a weapon, or an excuse for your sin. Sin's power, however, is deceptive, and it leads to death. When you hold on to a sin, you give it a place to grow into bitterness, resentment, and fear. Often, your first thoughts toward people you have not forgiven are negative thoughts about their sin or your pain. You may think of ways to get revenge or control their behavior. You may feel suspicion or take pleasure in their pain. Unforgiveness may offer some illusions of power in a relationship, but it leaves your thoughts, feelings, and responses toward that person controlled by the influence of their sin. In some instances, you may even begin to project your feelings and fears toward your offender onto others. For example, you may think, since that man was unfaithful, all men are unfaithful. Or, since my father abandoned me, I bet God will probably abandon me too. Unforgiveness can greatly affect how you relate to the world and to God. Lee Strobel said, If you're a follower of Jesus, but you feel distant from him during this era of your life, if you're having difficulty resting easy in his forgiveness, could it be because you're blatantly refusing to let go of your animosity toward another person? Forgiveness frees you from the power of others' sin and prevents hurt and anger from turning into your own sin. When you surrender the debts of sin against you to God, you are set free to see people through God's eyes rather than through the fog of sin. Corey Ten Boom, a Holocaust survivor, said, Forgiveness is the key which unlocks the door of resentment and the handcuffs of hatred. It breaks the chains of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. Now, listen to the Step 8 Foundation again, with chapter 4, verse 31 added. Ephesians 4, verse 31 to chapter 5, verse 1 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children. The way to be free of resentment and hatred is to forgive others in kindness and mercy with the heart of Christ. God's commands are freeing, not burdensome. Sin is a burden, a weight that holds you down and keeps you trapped in pain. Do not hold on to sin, yours or anyone's. Hold on to God. He is a God of justice and love. You can trust Him. Yes, you should forgive others out of obedience to God, but also forgive others to enjoy the blessings of living on the path of life. God's commands lead to life for you and those who have harmed you. Continue to take time to answer these questions. Question 3. How has unforgiven sin affected your relationship with someone? Describe how their sin affected your thoughts about him or her.
Question 4. Is there a sin you have suffered that affected how you viewed God and others? Or a time when you forgave a sin and experienced the blessings of God? Explain. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, thank you for forgiving me more than I can understand. Help me live in the freedom and blessing of forgiving others. Now it's time to take action. Try to recite Ephesians 4 verse 32 to chapter 5 verse 1. Then read over it five times and try again. Do the same for Colossians 3 verse 12 to 13 if you are going the extra mile.